Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and giving news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. I can guarantee you that today, folks, these headlines I'm going to give you today and some information and some resources you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Do you want to do a quick update, you guys? You know, I gave my notice to leave um, my previous job and um, start another job. Well, anyway, I'll tell you how that went. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know if any of you guys have been discriminated against because you're short <laughs> or you're small um, or a female. Well, probably not, right? Uh, it's the first time for me, not as a female, but it's the first time for me to be discriminated against because of my size. And uh, so anyway, they tell me um, they didn't need me. And so uh, they called uh, my company uh, that I had gone to work for and said they wanted a man uh, who was big and intimidating. They told me that I was too small. I was a female and uh, I was not big enough or uh, intimidating enough. So... I don't have that job anymore. So, isn't that nice? <laughs> have you guys ever had that happen to you before? But, you know, I had been praying about that anyway. I was like, well, should I go there? Should I not? And I really wasn't too impressed um, with the atmosphere anyway. But I was like, well, it's going to give me more time to, you know, study and do some updates and, you know, some headlines and finish a couple books and blah, blah, blah. Well, I got a lot of time now. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, anyway, I do have another um, job. It's not starting until March the um, 6th, though. So, guys will um, keep that in prayer for me. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> this goes to show you, um, a guy probably has never seen um, upset, angry, Irish, Scottish, red-headed woman before, but he almost saw it last night. So anyway, just to let you know, yeah, not a good thing to upset somebody. Just so you guys all know, y'all probably don't know, but I'm five foot one. I weigh 103 pounds. And uh, anyway, that's that's me um, from Texas. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that kid ever realized, but his mama probably didn't teach him that dynamite does come in small packages. I mean, you know. But anyway, I've worked security off and off for 20 years, and I've never, ever uh, been told that. So, anywho, um, I have lost quite a bit of weight uh, since uh, last year, and so uh, they're still looking into that to see what's going on. But anyway, uh, good news, good news. Um, I got a call from my doctor's office late Thursday. Um, the ultrasound on uh, liver, pancreas, and all the good stuff came out normal. They said everything was fine. And so that was good news. Now we're just hunting for more, more stuff to go on. And so anyway, um, God is good. And whatever, whatever the Lord has planned, the Lord has planned. And so I will go along with that. I may be living in my car, but I am going to go along with it. <laughs> um, another update, you guys, the website will be down uh, temporarily for a couple weeks. And so just giving you a heads up on that. Um so yeah, that way you guys, uh, if you do go to the website, I do believe it has been uh, suspended. Let me check and maybe not. It may just be I can't uh, do any updates. Let me see. Uh, still up and available and I don't know for how long, probably um, five more days and then it will be suspended there at the uh, Bible Prophecy Board today .com. So anyway, just giving you a heads up. So um, other than that, I did want to give another head uh, head head line it's not necessarily a headline but it's an update um jd frog you guys if you haven't gone to jdfarag.org that's not frog but it's frog if a r a g 
please go there. <clears throat> you are going to want uh, to watch his latest update, his prophecy update from last Sunday. Uh, a friend of mine, Melissa, sent it to me. And I love Pastor JD, but I have all this stuff going on. I just really haven't had time to, you know, get, you know, get involved and, you know, really start studying and listening to some more updates and stuff. Well, that's going to change this week since, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to do this week anyway. Um, so, you know, maybe the Lord um, caused this to happen. I don't know, but we'll see. He's always got a plan and uh, we'll see what that plan is. My trust is fully in Christ. And so, but please go and check out J.D. Frog's latest update. Guys, he talks about Damar. He talks about um, Rihanna, UFOs. And guys, it is, it's a really, really, really good um, update. Talking about our first love. And as Christians, we need to go back to our first love because that's, um, that's like the first church that Christ talks to in the book of Revelation chapter two. And, um, you know, that's one thing we need to go back to. And so if you guys are here for the headlines, you know, I know a lot of people uh, listen just for the headlines. But uh, most importantly, that the point that I want to make is we are living in the end days. And uh, if you don't have Christ as your savior, I don't know what you're waiting for, but you might not want to wait too much longer. <laughs> Christ could come before I finish the sentence and he could take us all home to glory with him and so um you guys that's one major thing that's why uh the lord has laid this upon my heart this is why i do this podcast and this is my way of integrating the gospel um into uh media to give to to tell people about the gospel is headlines bible prophecy um that's my way to to incorporate the gospel and so they always say, do what you're good at, because that's the Holy Spirit giving you a gift. Well, I'm not good at much, guys, <laughs> but I'm good at research. And so I've always been a researcher and um, I've been a Berean of the word. And so research everything and uh, not only that in the word, but I do it in life, too. And so anyway, I try to give you guys what I find out, you know, because not a lot of people um, have time to maybe go and research that. And a lot of people may not like to read you know, uh, some people just, you know, like me, like, you know, I want to watch the video. Tell me about it. I don't want to read the book, you know, but I love books. So I really can't say that. But I remember in high school, do you guys remember those cliff notes? Do you guys remember those from way back? Uh, of course, now you got to Google on the Internet. But back then in my day, we didn't have all that. You know, we didn't we didn't have that easy stuff. No, no. We had to go get cliff notes. <laughs> Anyway, this is a flashback from the 80s. And these people are going, what are cliff notes? And I can see the Google cliff notes. What's cliff notes? Anyway, so guys, we do have some headlines for you guys today. But I did want to throw out there J.D. Farag as uh, the latest prophecy. And I'm going to link that. I mean, if you guys uh, listen to me on Podbean, I think it goes to all. I think it goes to Google and uh, Spotify and all that. I think the links do follow along with the podcast. So anyway, I'm going to link J.D.'s um uh, prophecy update there so you guys can check it out but so what do we have what do we really have going on so and i think i talked about this yesterday why do so many christians deny the daily intent behind the globalist agenda why i think they're all in denial they um blinded by satan because you know hey this is what's going on in the world but don't see this nothing to see here folks focus on ukraine nothing to see here folks you know really 
really upsets me is what the world doesn't know well, the world doesn't understand but the americans don't understand we're giving all this equipment all this stuff over to ukraine and we are not building here in the united states we're not replenishing all of this you know weaponry that we're giving away and china's just waiting you know tick duck tick duck uh to come and take us over and it's not gonna really be a hard takeover anyway because most of us are just staring at our phones you send an emp attack and you've already got the united states because people would know what to do they would know what to do with electricity oh my gosh what are we gonna do um as always you guys go get you some books on amazon you know actually paper books that you guys can um be able to read that when there may not be power and uh you know get you some stuff that you can cook on i'm huge on that i'm a camper i love to camp always love to camp my mom and dad oh my gosh my brother we all went camping all the time fishing oh my gosh I know I'm a girl and I have a hard time baiting my hook, but that's only with worms because I feel so bad for the worm. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, worm. Um, like, I'm sorry. Um, but if I have like, you know, this fly fisher, like just like, you know, like some cat, you know, just stick on a wiener on their little hot dog wiener and throw it out there and grab some. Hey, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm all right. Um, but the worm, I have so, so hard. I just feel so bad for the worm. But anyway, um, oh, anyway, <laughs> so if you guys gone fishing, but anyway, get you a tent, you know, hey. If you've never gone camping, go camping for a little bit. You know, get you some gear, go out and kind of, you know, get some fresh air. Uh, not in Ohio, but go out and get some fresh air somewhere else, you know. And uh, historic blizzards in California. My brother sent me a text and I thought, you're kidding me. And right there it said blizzard on the phone. I'm like, oh my goodness. So the weather is getting crazy and um, they can manipulate the weather. Geoengineering.org if you want to check that out, if they think they can. And um but another thing it reminds me of is God is manipulating the weather because he said in the end times these things would happen. There would be all kinds of weird things happening um, with the weather. And we have earthquakes going on. Another earthquake hit Japan, a 6.5. There was no tsunami warning. And so all kinds of things are happening. Um, like I said before, you know, I live in Tornado Alley. And so there used to be tornado seasons now tornadoes all year long in the north and the northeast like all kinds of strange places tornadoes have never happened they're happening now these people don't have underground shelters they're not used to tornadoes here in texas we're like tornadoes you know and uh, kansas oh tornadoes oklahoma tornado we're all used to tornadoes here but in these other parts of the country they're not used to tornadoes and so that's another thing that's happening um historic blizzards are happening ice storms crazy things are happening i mean folks it's february the 25th we usually here in texas get the majority of our snow in february we haven't had a whole lot of snow um haven't had a whole lot of crazy weather it has been super windy here people say chicago is the windy city you've never come to amarillo texas <laughs> we are i think literally ranked number two in the nation maybe one or two in the nation for wind our wind blows every day at least 20 to 25 miles an hour every day every day and if you get a day where there's no wind you know it's kind of eerie you're like huh what is this outside <laughs> it's calm what's gonna happen you know never happens but like yesterday it was gusting to 50 to 55 miles an hour today i think it's supposed to gust up to 60 and um yeah that's our normal and usually you know in the springtime we get gusts 60 to 70 to 80 miles an hour so i mean houses here are built to withstand that in some places that's like a category one hurricane you know <laughs> but for here in texas that's you know where we live that's just normal and so uh, but the extent of the high winds that's been going on lately is is quite 
long term. Usually we're used to 20 to 25 miles an hour, 10 to 15, like whatever. That's normal. But, you know, extended periods of, you know, 40 to 50 to 60 miles an hour is not normal. So that's usually springtime weather. I think my brother out there in California, they get the Santa Ana winds. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Ooh, those are terrible too. Um, but anyway, you know, crazy weather going on. Crazy things are happening. Uh, we know we are in the end days and these things are going to happen. And we look at society openly worshiping Satan, glorifying Satan on Grammys and uh, the the Super Bowl halftime show and all of these things. And um, anyway, uh, if you don't know their symbolism, you might want to get uh, get informed on that. That way you have an idea. Um, don't let them burn. Don't let them burn. I'm going to go there. He did his rumble. Uh, let me see if I can get there. Don't let them burn. Let's see here. I think it's Chris Taylor. I want to make sure I get his right. Anyway, uh, yeah, Chris Taylor. I actually love him. He just uh, exposing the works of darkness. So that's him. Go to don'tletthemburn.com. He tells you all about entertainment. Um, and he does a lot of the videos, the documentary series. He helps out uh, Pastor Billy Crone as well. Does a lot of that. And um, you guys can check him out if you want to. But he just did on his Rumble channel. Um, let me go over here. And he did one. I cannot believe. I can't remember the guy's name he had on there. Russell. Uh, don't quote me. Anyway, go check out his Rumble channel. And they did one about, you know, all these symbolisms and stuff like that. And, of course, Pastor Billy Crone has a lot of that on symbolism, too. And so does uh, Spencer Smith. So a lot of a lot of folks out there. But uh, Pastor J.D. Farag had brought that up um, on Rihanna, who uh, did the <clears throat> did the uh, halftime show that on her belt was the pentagram. She was all dressed in red. And people were like, oh, it's just red. You can see through. You'll just make up stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, pay attention. Wake up. Smell the book of Revelation coming at you. Full force. She has a pentagram on her belt. Um, she does the uh, the triangle symbol um, right at 13 minutes and 3 seconds out of a 13-minute video. So their numbers and stuff are very significant, very symbolic. It has meaning to them. And uh, pay attention, you know, to the stuff, and you'll be able to gain a better understanding. Um, very, very wicked, evil stuff and uh, anyway oh the thing on chris taylor he also talked about kanye west or whatever he wants to call himself now anyway you can go check that out because it's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good little update there on his rumble channel but anyway um moving right along folks do do you know how we are here um you know me add squirrel anyway so i did pull up a couple articles for you guys today World Health Organization Biden moves to bind U.S. to future WHO pandemic policies. That's prophecywatch.com, uh, prophecywatch.com. And a man's conquest of space offers a telling warning to those with discernment. That is Tim Moore, who took over um, Lamb and Lion Ministries for um, Pastor uh, and uh, Dr. David Reagan. I love Dave Reagan. Anyway, he has retired. <laughs> so what else we have going on? The unraveling of the American mind. That is Hal Lindsey. We'll check out that. And from the Dredge Report, I went to Washington Examiner in California. Winter storm closes massive I-5 freeway in Grapevine. Got some videos on there. Uh, a historic winter storm in Southern California prompted a shutdown of the state's largest freeway. Um, Interstate 
five. Let me pause that third video. And uh, anyway, the grapevine section of the freeway, which takes drivers through the mountains that separate Los Angeles from Kern County and Bakersfield, was closed Friday morning due to snow and poor visibility. More than a foot of snow had fallen by midday in the higher elevations of the pass, according to Caltrans, California's Department of Transportation. And there's a video there. You can check it out and a, and a uh, snapshot there. And I have driven that freeway plenty of times going to see my brother. I don't like going through, um, I don't like going through Victorville and all the good stuff when he used to live up in Castaic. So I would go up uh, through Mojave, you know, leave, uh, what is it? Um, I want to think, I can't think today. It's right there. Uh, right as you come into California um, on I-40. Drawing a blank today, folks. Drawing a blank. Anyway, I'd go up to take the 56 whatever up to Mojave, and I'd come back and hit the 14, and then we'd come back down. But Because um, I don't like going through Victorville, and I didn't like going through the San Bernardino uh, Valley because I'm not too fond of heights. <laughs> so anyway, I've driven that uh, part of the interstate quite a bit. Anyway, you kind of come down through Pomona and all that. But anyway, um, yeah, crazy stuff going on in California. And we're used to crazy things happening in California, but now we get crazy um, weather. Lots of crazy weather. Downpours, rain. Um, golly, my brother says it's been raining, raining, raining. I'm like, oh my gosh. And here in Texas, we're in a drought. I'm like, so crazy, crazy going on. Anyway, hmm. I've got to have my coffee this morning, guys. So another good one to the DailyMail.co.uk. Canada moves one step closer to euthanizing children in big capital blow letters there. Critics slam reckless and horrible panel urging government to pass law allowing minors under 18 with terminal illnesses to die by assisted suicide. And uh, that's James Renal, social affairs correspondent for DailyMail.com. And that was posted on the 24th of February, yesterday. And so we'll talk a little bit about that and the Ohio train derailment. And um, if you're not in the news, uh, they're trying to keep that under wraps. Have you guys noticed that? But I do want to bring to point one thing. There are a lot of manufacturing, food manufacturing plants there in Ohio. In a lot of water manufacturing plants there in Ohio. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. And about one grocery store that has uh, taken that water off of the shelf. Um, because it could be, um, you know, incontaminated. One thing I could tell you about here in Texas. And I was not very happy about it. And boy, that mayor found out. Absolutely upset and angry. They have been trucking in. These dangerous, dangerous chemicals, the water that they use to um, supposedly clean up this mess that happened there in East Palestine. They've been bringing it to Houston, Texas. And so uh, we're not very happy about that in Texas. Just let you know. Anyway, we don't want that here. And uh, but uh, we have some chemical plant there that's supposed to clean up that water. I highly doubt that. Folks, you know, it's amazing um, that God you know, created this beautiful, wonderful earth. And we as humans are just like destroying it. Always reminds me of Revelation. Jesus comes back to destroy those who destroy the earth. And uh, they can't leave well. En- My mama says, can't you just leave well enough alone? <laughs> you know, yeah, have you ever heard that? Well enough alone, you know? I find myself saying things like this, like just well enough alone. Leave this stuff alone. <clears throat> I remember when I was a kid, my dad always say, 
we'll go there after a while or we'll do that after a while. And I was like, well, when's after a while? He goes, after a while. I was like, how long is after a while? He goes, after a while. And I sit there and contemplate for hours. After a while. <laughs> how long is after a while? I remember that. I'm like, what? And then my mamma, when I was really little, she tells we'll be with the Lord. She goes, yeah, you know, we're raptured. We're going to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever. There'll be no end. And I remember and I was like five and I'll be forever and ever. And she's like, forever and ever. And I get scared because I'm forever. Like, there's no end? Like, there's no end, you know? I, I remember thinking, that, like, forever? Like, forever? <laughs> Have y'all ever contemplated forever, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, you got to think about things, right? But anyway, what else? So we have, let me scroll on down over her. And I think those are the top articles that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And so let's start with the Wall Street Journal, shall we? Today, this is Ohio trains around contamination fears spread beyond East Palestine. Concerns range from bottled water in Columbus to wastewater disposal in Houston. You can find this at WSJ.com. WSJ.com is by Elizabeth Finwell. Posted today at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So weeks after a train derailment near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border left hazardous chemicals burning from rail cars, fears of the potential impacts are being felt in places far from the accident. Grocery chain Giant Eagle with hundreds of stores in five states, including Ohio and Pennsylvania, pulled bottled water off shelves out of an abundance of caution because it was bottled 25 miles from the derailment. Two high school basketball teams elsewhere in Ohio forfeited games rather than venturing to the region to play. More than a thousand miles away, Houston area uh, politicians rushed to assure residents anxious about firefighting uh, wastewater from the derailment site set for disposal in Texas. The February 3rd derailment occurred when 38 Norfolk Southern Corp uh, rail cars fell off the track in East Palestine, Ohio. Some of those with hazardous material catching fire. Three days later, the rail road burned vinyl chloride from five tanker cars to a a potential explosion. I'm sorry, you burned it so that it wouldn't explode. Um, what's gonna spark this explosion? I'm sorry, I'm just a Texas girl, but uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, the incident has raised concerns from residents about the long-term health risk near and around the village of 4,700 people. The Environmental Protection Agency has said the region's air and drinking water are safe and that monitoring will continue. Of course, it's nothing to see here, folks. That's the word from the government. Nothing to see here. Everything is good. <laughs> Look at this light. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So earlier this week, EPA Administrator Michael Reagan and other government officials drank water from the East Palestine Municipal Water Authority in a show of confidence in the federal and state environmental testing that has shown that the village water supply is safe. Some of the reactions in recent days to more far-reaching chemical impacts has come amid of people raising concerns on social media. On Facebook, a handful of people posted questions about whether Giant Eagle water bottled uh, south of East Palestine was safe to drink and said they had called the company to ask the grocery put out a statement Tuesday that it would pull water uh, products bottled in Salinville, Ohio, about 25 miles from East uh, Palestine from store shelves. The company said its water comes from a protected spring, not near any affected groundwater sources, and that third-party lab testing had revealed no abnormality. Still, it said it would pull the water source from the Salinville facility, which makes up 
uh, its gallon size or larger bottled water options until further notice while health officials continue to review the impact of the derailment. Marguerite Parker, a 66-year-old retired nurse in Vermilion, Ohio, 100 miles west of the derailment, says she wasn't personally concerned about its impacts until she saw or until until she saw a news report about Giant Eagle. <clears throat> uh, she checked six gallons of water she had recently purchased for cooking and drinking on her farm and saw the heaven bottle three days after the incident. So, who would think is going to reach out this far? The problems, Miss Parker said. I'm not using that water. Meanwhile, concerns about breathing in the air around East Palestine led to two high school basketball teams to decline to play games there or elsewhere in Columbiana County, according to the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Teams from Beachwood near Cleveland in Bristolville forfeited end-of-season tournament games when the host schools declined to move them. The Bristol School District attributed the decisions to the concerns of families. The safety of our athletes, families, and the communities comes first and foremost, it wrote on Facebook. In the Houston area, some residents of Deer Park, Texas, posted online that they were rattled to discover firefighting wastewater from the incident was headed to a hazardous waste disposal facility there. Harris County Judge Lynn, Lena Hildago, an elected executive whose, whose role is akin to that of a mayor, said in a news conference Thursday that she she was taken aback to learn that some 30 trucks a day of the water had begun arriving in Harris County last week. She told residents her office is researching the transportation and disposal of the water to make sure it meets regulations. Texas Molecular, the company handling the firefighting of wastewater, has been disposing of similar hazardous waste for over 40 years, said Jimmy Breaker, vice president of sales. When you have an emergency, it is prudent to call on an expert, he wrote in an email. We are proud that our expertise developed over many years can help both the country and the environment recover from this tragic incident or accident. Yeah. Don't know about that. I bet they didn't know they're in um, Deer Park uh, County. There are Deer Park uh, taxes that that was being done. Who knows? They probably thought there's another facility. Anyway, well, you know, if it was a food manufacturing plant, they would already burn that to the ground. So, anywho, folks, you can get that at the WSJ.com if you uh, so desire to check that out. Moving right along to Canada. This is the most disturbing news, and this has been going on for a while, especially in Canada. What is going on in Canada? Oh, Canada. Oh, Trudeau, that's right. He's part of the World Economic Forum, the depopulation agenda. The get the jabber, die. I'm sorry. If you get the jab, you will die. Eh, you know, just saying. Anyway, but anyway, I'm just saying God is ultimately in control. So if you got the jab, don't freak out. Look up some protocols or some protocols on how to get that stuff out of your body. And of course, most importantly, Pray to your Heavenly Father who can heal anything. Nothing is too difficult for our Father. That's what he says. Nothing's too difficult for me, God said. Nothing is too difficult. So anyway, praise the Lord for that. No matter what you got, God can heal you. I'm a firm believer in that. Jeremiah said he sent his word and it healed them. Remember, he sent his word, his word, and it healed them. It also says, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I shall be saved. And uh, my joy is in the Lord. And so anyway, Going back to the article here, it said, this is by James Renal, social affairs correspondent for DailyMail.com. And of course, it was posted uh, the 24th of February yesterday. 
This is campaigners have slammed as reckless and horrible a plan by a Canadian parliamentary committee to expand the country's assisted suicide program to terminally ill, uh, terminally sick children. They tell DailyMail.com that sick and dis- and listen to this folks, sick and disabled kids could soon be joining the roughly 10,000 adults who end their lives each year by state-sanctioned euthanasia in the world's most permissive such program. 10,000 folks. 10,000 people into their lives in Canada last year. Remember? If you're poor, you know, don't worry. You know, we'll let you get out of your misery and don't be a, you know, a burden to yourself or your family or society. Here, just take this little pill. Anyway, in its long way to report, the Special Joint Committee on uh, Medical Assistance in Dying or MAID recommended that mature minors whose deaths were reasonably foreseeable could access assisted suicide even without parental consent. The report is 23 recommendations will be discussed in the House of Commons in the coming months and could prompt revisions of Canada's assisted dying laws as soon as this year. I think it's horrible, said Amy Hasbrook, uh, who campaigns against MAID for the group not dead yet. Teenagers are not in a good position to judge whether to commit suicide or not. Any teenager with a disability who's constantly told their life is useless and pitiful will be depressed. And of course, they're going to want to die. It goes medically assisted suicides in Canada. 2016 was under 1,000. 2017 rose up to nearly 3,000. 2018 inched up to 4,500. In uh, 2019, just under 6,000. In 2020, uh, up to 7,500. And of course, now we are in uh, 2020. Uh, looks like I can't tell what that is. 2021. I'm sorry. I've been 2021 had hit 10,000. And so, um, not sure how many we're at right now, but I'm sure it's quite a bit. And Alex Skendenberg, uh, executive director of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition, another campaign outfit, said Canada had been in, on a dangerous slippery slope to widespread assisted suicide since the law was introduced in 2016. He says, uh, we said we were going to have safeguards in guardrails, uh, but the next government can openly, uh, can, he says, but the next government can simply open it up further by making a decision. And that's exactly what's happening, Skanderberg said. He says, after hearing from some 150 witnesses and reviewing hundreds of briefs, the Joint Committee of Canadian Politicians earlier this month concluded that children who could competently make decisions should have access to made. Really, you can't drink a beer, you can't smoke a cigarette, but you can make a decision to end your life. Sure. Why not, right? Witnesses had told uh, members that children were ill-equipped to manage as a weighty decision, that they were more vulnerable to external pressure than adults, and that there was no going back from an irreversible decision. Still others noted that poorly uh, that poorly Canadian children can already decide to stop receiving life-saving treatment for their condition, even when doing so hastens their death. Noted that poorly. It's all about poor folks. Do you notice that? Is that not disgusting? evil. Ultimately, members agreed that children with terminal illnesses most likely aged between 14 and 17 could be influenced by many factors and that eligibility for MAID should not be denied on the basis of age alone. In their 138-page report, members said that uh, the procedure, typically a lethal injection administered by a doctor, should be available to mature minors whose natural death is reasonably, reasonably, folks, reasonably 
foreseeable. They also called for more research into the experiences of minors in relation to assisted suicide and for an independent expert panel to investigate criminal issues around child access to May. It remains unclear whether the liberal government of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would immediately push for expanded access to children. This month, ministers uh, deferred by a year plans to extend made to the mentally ill. Folks, makes did you hear that plans to extend made to the mentally ill now it's the poor now it's the mentally ill now it's children Mm. mike shelton director of advocacy for the association for reform to political action of the arpa called the committee reckless and urged members of parliament to ensure the committee recommends recommendations do not become law you know, guys, this kind of reminds me of eugenics, but just on a legal scale. Anyway, there would be vigorous debate, and hopefully people would make the right decisions, although we don't have much faith in some of those institutions at the moment, considering our government, our current government, um, said Shelton. Shelton's son's Marcus was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma in February of 2021 and died just 15 months later on May 29, 2022, aged 18 after multiple operations, chemotherapy, and 25 rounds of radiation therapy. His father said an assisted suicide law for children would have told his son that caregivers had given up on him. Appearing with his wife, Jennifer M. Shoten, uh, told the Canadian Parliamentary uh, Committee by giving some minors the right to request, you put all minors and their families in a position whether they are obliged to consider. Campaigners often highlight the case of Robert Latimer, a Saskatchewan farmer who was convicted of killing his 12-year-old daughter, Tracy, in 1993. He said it was a mercy killing because of the chronic pain linked to her severe cerebral palsy. Many Canadians support euthanasia and the campaign group Dying with Dignity says the procedure is driven by compassion and end to suffering and discrimination and desire for personal autonomy. I like that. Suffering and discrimination. Yeah, it's all about discrimination. But human rights activists or advocates say the country's regulations lack necessary safeguards. They value the lives of disabled people and are prompting doctors and healthcare workers to suggest their procedure to those who might not otherwise consider it. And uh, we can go on and read a little bit more about that. Marcus Shelton was diagnosed with a urine sarcoma. There's a photo of the young gentleman here. And, of course, we have, uh, it's not yet clear whether the Liberal government prime minister shows him here staying in a hospital room. That man's got a special place in hell waiting for him. Euthanasia, where doctors use drugs to kill patients, is legal in seven countries. Belgium, Canada, Colombia, Luxembourg, Netherlands, New Zealand, and Spain, plus several states in Australia. Other jurisdictions, including a growing number of U.S. states, allow doctor-assisted suicide, in which patients take the lethal drug themselves typically crushing up and drinking the lethal dose of pills prescribed by a doctor. In Canada, the two options are referred to as made, though more than 99.9% of such deaths are euthanasia. There were more than 10,000 deaths by euthanasia in 2021, an increase of about a third uh, from the previous year. Canada's road to allowing euthanasia began in 2015 when its highest court declared that outlawing assisted suicide deprived people of their dignity and autonomy. It gave national leaders a year year to draft legislation folks can read the little bit left of that article there at dailymail.u.co.uk and this is where we're heading folks they don't care they don't care about you they really don't they make it sound all you know going for kids oh if you're poor we don't want you to keep you know 
paying for this life-saving treatment, you know, that the government apparently is paying for. I mean, I don't know, they're in Canada because, um, you know, it takes like six months to see a doctor or something because, you know, they made, you know, I don't know. That's why they come to the United States. Anyway, that's sad. Folks in Canada, I pray for you guys. I know there's a ton of Christians in Canada. And um, a lot of freedom-loving folk up there in all Canada. All Canada. When are you going to vote? Do y'all vote? We're not going to vote that dude out of there. I mean, y'all vote. But when? When do you guys vote? Justin Trudeau, W-E-F, graduate from the Klaus Schwab School. Yep. Buttigieg here in the United States, graduate from the W-E-F, Klaus Schwab School. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, Harbinger's Daily, the unraveling of the American mind by Hal Lindsey, posted on the 20th of February this year. In 1987, Alan Bloom, then a professor at the United or the University of Chicago, uh, published The Closing of the American Mind. Uh, the book was held by conservative liberals alike. The New York Times wrote that it hits with the approximate force and effect of electroshock therapy. Hmm. The Washington Post called it rich and absorbing a grand tour of the American mind. Hmm. Bloom showed um, how the relativism taught at universities leads to closed minds. He lamented parents' loss of control over the uh, children's moral education at a time when no one else is seriously concerned with it. The book was influential, but I wish its influence had been even greater. The closing of the American mind was like a sandcastle trying to hold back a rising tide. Over time, the entertainment, political media, and religious establishments joined the educational establishment in pushing the deadly ideas Bloom warmed against. Today in America, the establishment has imprisoned the nation's uh, young within walls of closed-mindedness, superstition, and paganism. The results have been devastating. According to a new study released by the CDC, one in three high school girls admits to considering suicide in the last year. 57% of high school girls and 29% of high school boys say they experience persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness. Almost half of LGBTQ plus alphabet soup students have considered suicide, and 37% of them have formed a suicide plan. Folks, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but they tell you that conversion therapy, you can't preach to them the truth. You can't go up there and tell them how much God loves them and God made them the way they are, male and female. They're only male and female. There's no other genders. Hello. You know, but you can't go and tell them what the Bible says. But listen to those statistics. Did you hear those statistics, folks? Um... And it is. And those are true. And those are probably on the lower side of statistics. But 57% of high school girls and 29% of high school boys say they experience persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness. And almost half of the LGBTQ plus students have considered suicide. That's 50%. 37% of those have already formed a suicide plan. So tell me how much the government loves your children. Hmm? How much does the education system love your children? They don't. Satan has come to kill, steal, and to destroy, and that's what he is doing. And then you have the people um, in the Romans one culture that are, oh, yay, yay, yay. What a cesspool we live in of sin and evil. Anyway, these numbers are staggering. What's going on? Relativism. Though a huge problem is really the symptom of a bigger problem. You'll find the real problem laid out in Romans 1, uh, chapter 18, or chapter 1, verses 18 to 32, or 18 through 32, really. Those verses speak of human beings who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. It says, professing to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. 
God's judgment is to allow his repudiators to have what they desire. God gave them over to degrading passions. Verse 26. In Greek, the words translated gave over to carry the connotation of surrender. In a sense, God simply lets go. Romans 1.28 is one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind, or like I to say, a reprobate mind. God surrenders them to the consequences of their own choices and desires. Romans verses 1 uh, chapter 20, or verse 29 through 30 gives us a taste of how depravity of mind manifests itself into the world. It leads people to unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. It goes on to say they are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. He goes on to say, we now live in that world and we see the pain, sadness, loneliness, misery, and mental illnesses it causes. God remains all-powerful, but he also allows us to choose whether we will push him away or invite him in. Americans as a whole have actively pushed God away for generations. We now see the sad, ugly results. Guys, go check out J.D. Farag's update because he talks about this as well. This was just last Sunday. Anyway. We should pray for a spiritual awakening in America and the, the world. But most of us, let us pray for revival within ourselves and among our fellow Christians so that we may effectively share God's light in a darkening world. That, that's our true revival, folks. To revive what is forgotten. To revive what we once lost. To revive that love of God and repentance in our heart. True revival doesn't come without repentance. You know, uh, I keep bringing that back to the Asbury thing. True revival doesn't come without repentance. Repentance, preaching the gospel. There's Reggie Radio says, preaching the gospel. I love him. Anyway. <laughs> but I didn't see any preaching of the gospel. I saw a lot of people singing. Hillsong, crap songs. Folks, that stuff is wicked. Wicked. But no, 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 you can't. No, it's a good song. No, it's not. It's not a good song. It's not. Hillsong and all that garbage. When you go back and you go to the source of this stuff, it's satanic, it's demonic. There's grave soaking. Do you really know what Hillsong is about? Do you guys know Bethel, all of this? Hello? No, people don't know unless you're told. Most people aren't going to go out and research that. They're like, oh, this is such a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you go back to the root of the problem, got gold dust coming. What? These people or fakery, chicanery, like that word, chicanery, like that, can we fuck up from Minnesota, chicanery, anyway, a lot of crazy stuff, guys, but they do, they do grave soaking, they think these wiggles words, like all of this stuff, folks, they are, it's, man, it's demonic, it's satanic, there is the true Christ, and there's the fake Christ, it's like J.D. Frog said, look, there's Christ, look, there's Jesus, like Demar Hamlin, and the jacket he wore was blasphemous. I don't care what he says. Blasphemous. Because there was a lot of blowback. And that's why I said, oh, no, no, no. If you died on the field dead. Dead. And the world prayed. Christians prayed. People prayed on the field. Players prayed. Everybody prayed to God. And God in his mercy and grace saved you. Brought you back. Gave you a second chance. And you don't want to give glory to God. And you want to wear that blasphemous jacket. What in the world? 
When they asked him during the interview what caused his sudden death, um, long pause. Um, and I mean, it was a long pause. You can go watch the interview. I don't really want to get into that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to stay away from that. Whatever. It was a jab. <laughs> Everybody knows it was a jab. Just say it. It was the jab. It was the shot, the clot shot. That's what it was. But no, 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 no. So not only did he die, literally die because of that, and then the world prayed, and God, in his ultimate grace and mercy, saved him and gave him another chance. He doesn't want to tell the world what really killed him. He doesn't want to give glory to God, and he wants to wear that blasphemous jacket. <sighs> but then you'll have those Christians, you don't know his heart. <laughs> you don't know. You can't make that decision. God said discern. Discernment. We have lost discernment. There's no discernment. And when the Bible talks about a remnant of believers, you know, that's not a very big, you guys know what remnant means? That's not a lot. That's a small portion. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Broad is the way to hell and many will go there by it. But narrow is the way to life, to heaven. And few, few there will be that find it. <laughs> Everybody who professes to be a Christian is not a Christian. Joyce Meyer. Hello. Little God syndrome, Creflo Dollar, little God syndrome. These folks aren't Christians. They're not Christians. You know, it's like Republicans or Rhino. They are Republican in name only. These people are Christian in name only to make merchandise of you. To make merchandise of you. That's what the Bible says. We'll make merchandise of you. That's um, old King James Version. And that's what they're doing. Making merchandise of you. Oh my gosh, I gotta buy this. I gotta go buy this book. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Look at this, our best life now. Oh, oh. You know, look, I'm just gonna do, look, I'll just do a search right here. Joyce Meyer. That's what her latest book is. Joyce Meyer. You know. Let's see here. Oh, what is her latest book? Hmm. Well, let's see. Are You Really Enough? Part one. <laughs> the Law of Love. Joyce Meyer. That was a week ago. You're not too far gone. Here's some videos from her. The latest little video. Oh, here's some books. Let's see what we've got. You know. Ah, uh, let's see here. Loving people who are hard to love. Well, look at that. Let's see. The power of thank you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Habits of a Godly Woman. I'd like to read that and see what that's all about. Sure. Un yeah, just folks. 50 days to defeat the things that are trying to defeat you. Mm. You know, and I and I can say this, I can say this because way back in the day, I read Battlefield of the Mind, and I and you know I did. I used to watch Joyce Meyer. Oh my gosh, you know, and I did until you know finally, it, you know, I learned the truth. The Holy Spirit spoke to me like twenty years ago or whatever, and uh, and I'm thankful for Jan Markell and her radio program and her ministry, Olive Tree uh, Views, and uh, I'm very thankful for that because. You know, it taught me the truth. You know, like, hey. And, of course, you know, a lot of them I could pick up books and I'd, I could read it and just like, ugh, the Holy Spirit is like, no, you can just get that feeling like this is this is blasphemy. But anyway, be joyful. Anyway, but that, that's a Christian book. If you, you know, I'm reading off her books from uh, ChristianBook.com. It's kind of gives you like some, some of her latest books. 
But anyway, you know, you've got to you've you've got to have discernment. Without discernment, if you don't know the word of God, you're if you don't know the word of God, you will not be able to discern the truth. You're not gonna be able to know these people are lying to you. But a really, really, really good study, if you guys want to learn all about like the Joyce Myers Craftful Dollars and all this stuff is Clouds Without Water. That is Justin Peters. I love Justin Peters. Oh my goodness. He is oh if you guys if you guys haven't watched or listened to him, you need to go there. You can go to justinpeters.org. That's gonna bring you to Justin Peters ministry. He's got a YouTube channel too, and he's like going through the Bible. And I love him. Absolutely love him. And um I was trying to see because yep, right there, clouds without water. And um definitely go check it out. And he'll actually be at Journey Baptist Church on the third of March. Got a little calendar up there. And um he gives a lot of good stuff. And um anyway, you guys should go check him out. And I want to say, let me see here if he's got it. Now, I do know on his YouTube channel, you can go and watch The Clouds Without Water. Um, here's some resources. Let's see if we got it here. Videos. Boom. And I may just, I may link it below. Yep. YouTube. So let's see here. Yeah, he's got it on here. He sure does. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to link that below. And that way you guys, um, uh, you guys can check it out. So he's got a lot of good stuff. Beth Moore. He talks about her in Heresy. He's real big on pulling out heresy, pointing that out, and blasphemy, all the good stuff. So we need people who can discern. We need people out there that can discern, and pastors and ministers. And I tell you what, we're very, very um, thankful for them. God is using them. So anyway, lots and lots of resources there on his website, justinpeters.org, if you want to check that out. But anyway. Uh, moving right along, folks, a man's conquest of space offers a telling warning to those with discernment, if you guys are still with me. <laughs> and so I'm going to come over here and take that off of there. But the other one was there was that Harbinger's Daily. And I really do like Harbinger's Daily. A lot of good stuff there with Harbinger's Daily. So let's pull this up over here. I'm going to move it to my other screen here. So it's by Tim Moore. Um, like I said, he's the one that took over Lamb and Line Ministries. And so um, um, anyway, we'll talk a little bit about that. And so that's uh, harbingersdaily.com. And so since the late 1950s, mankind has reached for the heavens, fulfilling an ancient aspiration. We left the ground in lighter than air balloons beginning in the 1800s then achieved man, manned flight early in the 20th century. A little over five decades later, we were hurling objects and men into space itself. In the 1960s, the United States committed itself to achieving uh, President Kennedy is impossible goal of landing men on the moon and returning them safely to Earth. Today, um, our lives are intertwined with satellite technology, silently orbiting above our heads. Um, but man's conquest of space offers a telling warning to those with discernment. Over the years, 6,110 rockets have launched into space, carrying over 12,000 satellites. Collectively, they have strewn the heavens with a debris field that is multiplying at an alarming rate. Almost 30,000 pieces of space trash, larger than four inches, are tracked by the American Space Force. But it is estimated that there are one million objects larger than uh uh, four inches and over 330 million lar larger than a little under a half inch traveling at 24,000 miles per hour even the smallest of those pieces of debris could destroy a satellite or kill a crew 
if they impacted a spaceship. How did the space near Earth become so littered? Some objects were intentionally cast off during successful missions. Some were lost by accident, as one uh, as when one astronaut's glove drifted away from him during a spacewalk. Many were the results of over 630 known ca- catastrophic breakups, explosions, and collisions, some intentionally caused by hostile government action. Did you guys know about that? Mm-mm-mm. So during crisis, uh, moments pilots refer to what they call a big sky the idea is that the odds of hitting something are relatively small given the expanse of the atmosphere around us but much uh, but such a cavalier attitude ignores the risk of meeting another aircraft or object especially in congested areas so many people live their lives with such an attitude towards sin what are the odds they think of something catastrophic happening like the debris orbiting the earth. Many of our sins are out of sight and out of mind. But seen or unseen, recognize or ignored, our sins orbit us unceasingly until they hit with devastating consequences. Fill a world with sinful men and women and destructive collisions are inevitable. Mankind's collection sinfulness or collective sinfulness has increased so dramatically that it's hard to imagine how much longer our holy God can tolerate the wickedness on the earth. He has already demonstrated his willingness to deal with sin, his intention to do so again and with finality. What is he waiting for? With sin multiplying around us, why doesn't he just zap evildoers and impose his perfect will. Peter recognized that God's apparent slowness in exerting his judgment is a reflection of his patience, since he does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. That's Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 9. But at the same time, God has declared that there will come a time when his patience runs out. When that happens, sinful men and women will cry out for the mountains and the rocks to fall on them and hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. And that's Revelation chapter 6, verse 16. As God told Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk, I always have a hard time with his name. <laughs> Habakkuk, there we go. Uh, The vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. And that's chapter 2, verse 3. The destruction that swept over Israel in his day will pale in comparison to the wrath of God that is poured out in the tribulation. Eventually, the present um, heavens and earth itself will be consumed with fire on the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. As 2 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 7. Unless they are covered by the blood of Christ, our sins, silent and unseen, though they may be, or though they might be, guarantee our eventual destruction. Like the millions of bits of debris uh, streaking through space, they will lead to the sudden and catastrophic destruction of all who reject God's love and forgiveness. Thanks be to God, we have another option as individuals. Literal rocket scientists recognize the impossibility of sweeping the heavens to remove the space trash that has accumulated over just the past 50 years. Similarly, none of us is capable of eradicating our buildup of sin or mitigating the consequences it merits, death. But there is no condemnation for those who trust in Jesus Christ. All their sins are swept away. So guys, if you have not put your faith in Christ... I'm telling you, today is a day of salvation, God says. Anyway, that's by Tim Moore. You can check that article out at harbingersdaily.com. 
So what else? Let's get to the big story of the day. Prophecynewswatch.com. World Health Organization by Dan Hart from the Washington Stand posted yesterday. Over the weekend, reports surfaced that the Biden administration was preparing to enter the United States into a legally binding agreement with the World Health Organization that would grant the entity authority to mandates to mandate America's health care policies in the event of a future pandemic. Experts say the proposed plan would be an unprecedented violation of the Constitution, which grants the Senate the authority to approve international treaties. In order to propose treaty, in order for the proposed treaty to be enacted, it would need to be ratified by all 194 WHO member countries. A meeting is scheduled for February the 27th in order to work out the final terms of the treaty folks today is the 25th get in prayer right now in your prayer room get in prayer anyway according to the epoch times after a global health emergency has declared the agreement would grant the who the authority to determine treatments government regulations such as lockdowns vaccine mandates global supply chains and monitoring and surveillance of populations of all 194 member countries the who is based in geneva switzerland and is a subsidiary of the united nations there's never been a bigger power grab than this power grab said former congresswoman michelle bachman on monday's uh edition of washington watch with tony perkins is counterintuitive because normally a nation doesn't want to give away its power bachman who currently serves as dean of the robertson school of government at regent university went on to observe uh that the proposed treaty would take away governmental sovereignty regarding health care decisions from the top down in the united states this means that our politicians in the United States would have no power, she said. We would lose our voice as a people. Attorney generals would lose their voice. Our Supreme Court, federal courts, and state courts would lose authority. Even your local doctor that you go to would lose authority because the executive director of the World Health Organization would be empowered to make decisions over vaccines, mass lockdowns, and supply chains. As far back as 2013, the WHO has been embroiled in controversy over its decisions regarding disease outbreaks. The organization took five months to declare a public health emergency of international concern concern over Ebola in West Africa, a delay that undoubtedly contributed to the unprecedented scale of the outbreak, according to one academic assessment. Since the beginning of the global COVID pandemic in January 2020, the WHO continued to make controversial decisions, appearing to take the lead of China during the initial outbreak. Uh, the WHO declared that there was no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of the virus on January 14th uh, before reversing itself a week later. The WHO Director General Tedros Adhan, whatever that last name is, Gibrisis, um, also commended China's transparency and leadership during the initial outbreak, despite evidence that Chinese authorities attempted to cover it up. Nevertheless, the Biden administration is reportedly moving ahead with agreeing to the zero draft of the WHO's pandemic treaty. Bachman pointed to church closures as an example of what can happen when single entities are given expanded authority over local jurisdictions. She said, we saw churches being closed because the CDC was making recommendations at the U.S. federal level. She noted, we pushed back in states where trying to push back now there will be no difference there couldn't be a florida or a texas or a red state that could opt for freedom the who uh would have the power to monitor all of our states and surveil us and this also creates digital passports for our health course health care we would lose our power over health care decisions and i'm in texas and i'm saying secede secede we need to secede anyway bachman further predicted future consequences of the proposed treaty that could reach far
far beyond healthcare. There is no precedent because the bottom line impact of what this means is this would create a platform for global governments. She underscored that's never happened before. The UN has wanted that for years. A number of organizations like the WEF are advocating a form of global government. The Biden administration is trying to do it through what we call a global pandemic treaty, but they call it an accord. They're trying to bypass the U.S. Senate. But they're also trying to do it by changing the rules of the WHO. They're going to, I say, they're they're going down two tracks because they're determined to reach their goal, which is giving away U.S. sovereignty. In effect, this would create a medical police state, not just for the United States, but for all countries of the world. Don't know about you guys, but Revelation 13 is ding, 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 going through my head. So it's going through your head, too. Folks, this is coming quickly. This is They're going to make some decisions uh, the 27th of February. And I thought it was until May. But, guys, get, in, get into prayer. Um, you know, this is, this is huge, especially for the United States and Europe and every country. This is huge. So, and I don't know if you guys who know now who is head of this, um, the WHO, uh, the dude is insane. I did an episode about him. And uh, this is going to be the God that's going to be making the decisions about the entire world. And folks, don't know about you guys, but um, man, I'm doing my rapture, rapture practice. I'm doing my little tippy toes, you know getting some practice in and, uh, you know, just tell you now, get your affairs in order and uh, get into the word of God um, because, you know, these are in the end days. And another thing I was thinking about is the word of God is like health to our bodies. And then it's like the meat. We need the meat and it's health. And, uh, you know, you want to get into that. And just, you know, just, oh my goodness, you know, just read the word of God. Like I'm looking right here in uh, 1 Peter verse uh, 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. Uh, and it says here, therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God, for the time already passed is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties and abominable idolatries. In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excess of dissipation, and they malign you, but they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead, that they, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live into the spirit according to the will of God. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength of uh, which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so I'll leave you guys with that word. And uh, 
do all that you do um, to the glory of God. So whatever gift he's given you, get out there, get out there and use it. And so uh, one other one, one other one. So let's just go here really quick. This is old King James Version. It's 1 Peter chapter 5, chapter 5, verse two, 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 six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, uh, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom, re- whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make ye perfect, established, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Guys, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And uh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Until next time, folks, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And uh, may he give you boldness to speak his truth in this day and age. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, may you all have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening. Anyway, as always, guys, get in the word of God. Okay.